Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O. V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. It's Memorial Day. We're recording this today, Memorial Day. We should be at a barbecue together. Yeah, we should be eating ribs. We should be... Wait, are you really trying... Wait, hold on. Let me get this straight. Go on. Are you really trying not to eat meat nowadays? I am a pescatarian. I'm trying that out. When did you become a pescatarian? Um, I watched this documentary that really got me inspired about stopping eating animals besides fish you sound like my dad my dad is the same way right now the documentary was um it's called the game changers is that what it's called yes game changers Uh, so i but i've never done anything i love burgers i love i love all the shit we all have eaten our whole lives but we have all this time on our hands right it's like an experimentation time on every front right Mm -hmm. like you can experiment with you know, I've been experimenting with all sorts of things in my life, as I'm sure a lot of people have. And one was like, okay, well, let me just try this this during this time to only be a fish eater. And I, I, I do feel better. I do feel healthier. Well, that's great. Uh, but I know, I, that you're, um, I know that you're very meat passionate, Donald. I'm, you know, I'm trying to stay away from the red meat. That's the hardest thing to stay away from. It's so tasty. Uh, so I've been trying to figure out different ways to cook a chicken. And I've been doing that a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, you're right. I I do agree that too much meat is bad for you, obviously. Because, you know, cholesterol says something about that. Blood pressure says something about that. Heart disease, colorectal cancer says a lot about that. You know what I mean? And that's when you eat too much red meat, usually, or processed foods. I'm having a hard time getting off of all of that stuff, though. That's yeah, the problem. Dude. I know, it's man. It's so and, addictive. But I got to tell you, last night we had a fake burger. You had Beyond Burger? It wasn't one of the fancy ones. Beyond? 
It wasn't Beyond or Impossible. Those are the only two names I know. And we just got it at a, at a supermarket. It was a nice, a nice brand. I forgot the brand, but it was amazing. I mean, once you put cheese on it and all the fixins and your spices, it's great. Yeah, but once you put the cheese on it, you're no longer pescatarian, whatever it is that you're pescatarian. That's yeah, yeah I'm, I can eat cheese. I'm just not eating. I'm not eating uh, meat. I'm not eating. Um, I'm not eating any form of meat other than fish. All right. Well, should we sing? You don't seem happy. I want you to get happy. You I'm seem very happy. Dumb. You can't sing unless you're happy, Donald. It I ruins the very... whole song. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You just you have a furrowed brow. I am very happy, first of all. Okay, well let's let me see it. We're about to bring on Randall Winston, one of the most exciting people. I'm really excited about that. I don't that. want him to see you better turn that motherfucking bearded frown upside down. I'm telling you something right now. What? Randall Winston is responsible for some of the most happiest moments of my life, so I can't wait to have him on. Okay, well then count these motherfuckers in. Five, six, seven, eight, motherfuckers! Here's some stories about a show we made About a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate I said, here's the stories that we all should know So gather round to hear our Gather round to hear our Scrubs Rewatch show with Zach and Dono Why is he wearing like a gaming headset? <laughs> That's the only headset I could find. Oh my god, you're so you're adorable Xbox, right now. You playing Xbox later, buddy? Did we interrupt? Did we interrupt you from Call of Duty? <laughs> or are you flying a chop? Like- are you flying a chopper anytime soon? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I- I wish. Oh my god, we're so me? excited to have you on the show. Yeah, we hear you just. We hear you. Awesome. Yes, these are. This is my son's gaming headset. I oh knew my it. God. By the way, this is going to be. I wish the audience could see. Randall is wearing a gaming headset, but if you don't play games, picture a, a helicopter headset. Right. <laughs> and he's in his beautiful garden, and uh, he's wearing his his kid's gaming headset. What <laughs> it that literally say? is. It literally is a gaming it, like, headset. Lights up. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. How are Randy, you, man? How are you, Randy? I am fantastic. I mean, all things considered, I'm great, you know? Congratulations yeah. on your pickup. <laughs> yes, thank you. What's his we, show? Yes. We, did, we didn't get picked up, Randall, oh, but you did. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. Donald, I'm sorry. Don't worry Donald, about it. I didn't know you didn't get picked up. I'm sorry. It's all good. ABC decided not to go further with Emergence, but better news, ABC decided to go further with Mixedish, which is Randall's show. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank now, let you. me get this straight. Randall, you're executive producer on the show now? That is correct. Look at uh, you, man. Started Randall, as a line Randall, producer. we got to go back because Randall's uh, career is on fuego. And I think if uh, for people that want to uh, go into Hollywood, Randall is a really exciting case of someone that's on fuego right now. Well, not only is he in fuego, I, I remember a video. I don't know how I saw this video, but it was a video of you pretty much manifesting your destiny you know what i mean saying this is what i want to do i want to move to hollywood i want to be a i want to be a big time producer and you know and you're very young in this video too i don't know how i saw this video Where did you see this i don't video. know how you saw it, it it was it was posted by a friend of mine it was we were like it was our 21st birthday or something like that this is a girl who i met on the journey to Los Angeles. We met at a rest stop in Oklahoma and became life friends. We were on our way to come find our dreams. And, uh, and she was 
very into documenting everything. And uh, I, Donald, I can't believe you saw that. That's that's crazy. Donald and I are very into. Well, I don't know, Donald, I think you are, but I'm very pro right now manifesting your shit and making everything happen. My friend, uh, our friend Amanda is Miss like whiteboard and writing everything down. And actually, I became friendly with um, John Legend's manager. I think I've told you this story, Donald, who said that everything that John Legend has accomplished, they put on a whiteboard when they were kids, like out of at a college. And they were like writing down like, they were laughing, like, I don't know, this many Grammys and cover a Time magazine. And they were just like cracking each other up. And she's like, every single thing we put on that whiteboard happened. Uh, yeah, he got an EGOT. That. John Legend got an EGOT. He's got right. Well, EGOT. Randall's yeah. going to get a fucking EGOT, especially his from, for his acting skills. Oh, boy, here we go. Uh, no, we had to get into it because Donald called me out to Randall saying that I dissed his work as death in the show. And Randall uh, texted me very upset about death. <laughs> his work is death being criticized. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I think I played the part uh, that was required of uh, of death. In um, I also, you know, death is not the only role that they played on Scrubs. You know, oh no, I, you I was, also well, we haven't gotten to the to the security guard yet. We he hasn't been introduced <laughs> yet. The hook, the hook handed oh, security okay, guard. Yes. Oh, I forgot that you were the hook handed security guard. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard, who had Leonard, had, Leonard, who had tens of fans. Just, <laughs> Randall, how many episodes I, did Leonard do? Do you think? I, I I I don't know exactly how many episodes he he did, but I will tell you this: all fans that wrote to me, so many people from Men's Prison, got <laughs> some some sort of treat, a signed script or uh, something from Scrubs. So you, you weren't you weren't able you would, to you weren't able you were able to do it and not get carpet tunnel is what you're saying because there's only like tens <laughs> yes, of them <laughs> exactly. <laughs> would you really give fan mail? Yeah, uh, yeah, I got like Leonard. Not a not a lot, but who got more fan mail? Were, right. Who got more fan mail, Leonard right. or Dev? <laughs> <laughs> Leonard for sure. I, All right. I, I, so, Let's go back to the beginning. Okay? Yes. Let's start at the very beginning. I tried to do that with you manifesting your destiny. But at some point, things changed for you. Like you lived in New York for a little bit, and then you moved to Los Angeles. Can you just tell us how it all started and how you got connected with Bill and how this became uh, and how this all transcended uh, into Scrubs? Yes. The truth is, uh, Bill and I met socially first. As a matter of fact, on Scrubs, we kept a uh, a graduation photo in Turk and JD's apartment and told everybody that was our graduation picture. <laughs> but we really we we met on the basketball court. I had an I, I had an old roommate, so I, I had I had driven out from the Midwest. You know, I, I'm trying to trying to find my dream. Got to Los Angeles, snuck onto all the lots in town, um, got myself a job, and I started. Uh, creating my my circle you know the your chosen family your la family and a guy who was my best friend uh who i lived with a guy named greg malins who went on to run friends and uh, uh how i met your mother and a bunch of other stuff he and bill had this uh played in this saturday game and uh invited me to play a few times and that's how that was how i originally met met bill um, i went from Working for uh, a guy named Gary Dave Goldberg. That was my my very first job. He's the guy oh, who wow. created Family Ties. Yeah, I know um, exactly who he 
yeah, he was amazing. He was an amazing mentor, and he had taken Bill under his wing. So, so Gary is in some ways the reason that we started working together. And uh, the first show we did together was a show called Champs. That was the first show we did together, and uh, Kevin Nealon was in it, and it was uh, it was DreamWorks' very first TV show. Um, so that kind of okay. Just to so Kevin Nealon, who Zach remembers. Uh, being at the first party we ever had in yeah, New York City. Yeah, our Scrubs Upfront parties, yeah. That's why Kevin Nealon was there, Zach. He wasn't there because he was a fan of the show. He was there because he worked with Bill and Randall. Okay. Well, he may have been a coincidence, but okay. I'll, I hear you. Okay. Randall, you froze. Are you still there? Oh, boy. And that was when we lost Randall. Oh, God. What are you drinking there? Mimosa? Little mimosa on Memorial Day. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. The thing about Memorial Day is it's just another weekday that you can rationalize it's okay to drink early. Yeah. I My mean, kids now in, in this day and age, it doesn't feel any different. My girlfriend was like, it's Memorial Day. I'm like, how is that going to be different from any other day that we're living in hibernation right now? Well, we the kids don't. Early. We can drink kids, early. Yeah, the kids don't have to get on Zoom today. Okay, or I guess if you have like kids, that, they don't so. have to get on their Zoom things. But, but. Today is a is a day where, you know, my wife looked at me and was like, you're drinking already? And I was like, it's, it's Memorial, Memorial Day. day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Memorial Day. What, so did, what? did she then join you? No, she did not. She was like, you're an alcoholic. I was like, wow. Oh, shit. Be like, and, baby, it's Memorial on, Day. And on that note, I, I'm going upstairs to do my podcast. <laughs> okay, Randall says he's resetting the Wi-Fi. Oh, God. That's 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 unfortunate. You know, we lost all the momentum of blowing this guy up. We're gonna have to regenerate it. We're gonna have to regenerate it. We're gonna have to regenerate our Randall blow up. He said, "Fucking Spectrum." <laughs> <laughs> I just had my dad switch off of Spectrum for the same reason. That shit is doo doo. Spectrum is bad, Dan. You don't support. No, guys, I want you to listen. This is a very very technical man here, and he's saying fuck Spectrum. So if you're choosing a provider. Listen to Dan. The only way that I've found that you get good internet service is if you just switch from provider to provider every year or so, because they don't reward loyalty. There's no like your bill is reduced, your service is better. It just gets worse and worse and worse. And they want to keep getting new customers. So I have gigabit internet, a thousand megabytes up and down for 75 bucks a month, which is the cheapest internet I've ever had. And it's just because 5G. I switched. You got uh, that 5G. I got, what are you yeah. using now, Dan? What, what company? AT&T. AT&T. All right. Well, guys, you're hearing it here uh, first that Dan <laughs> really recommends AT&T. It's really about you, you can work the companies against each other if you're constantly quitting one and saying, no, fuck off, you suck. And then they give you a better rate. So if you have the time, which you do now, you too can have fancy, <laughs> fast Internet like Dan. Randall, welcome back. Thank we're in the you, middle of blowing you. you up. And then you had to do a Wi-Fi problem. All right, so it? let's get back into it. So you let's just jump to in the spirit of time. Let's just keep this moving. You start work on Spin City with Bill, and you hit it off. You become besties. You're partying around the city. You're young men in Manhattan. Go. It's Wait, how amazing. did you get from LA? How did you get from LA to Manhattan? How did that happen? Well, you took we're... a plane, Donald. No doubt. <laughs> Fuck you, man. The fight. If I could reach through this it's screen brilliant. right now. Uh, you know what? It, it goes back to basketball. We came off the basketball court one night playing, and uh, Gary and Bill pulled me aside and they said, "You know, we just wrote this pilot. Uh, we, we sent it to uh, we sent it to uh, Michael J. Fox, and they said, uh, 
there's a, a, a character, the, the mayor's named after you. I think your mother would be very proud. So <laughs> had Mayor Randall Winston and uh, played by the great Barry Boswick. And with the show, got, we did the pilot in L.A., uh, but Michael was living in New York and said he would only do the series if we took it to New York. So that was the opportunity of a lifetime. You know, it changed my life. I got the chance to, to go to New York. Gary took a select group of people. And uh, uh, Donald, do you know Sebastian? Do you guys know Sebastian Jones? We, we moved. We, we all went to New York with uh, all excitement. Like Nobody was over anything. Everybody just was into going to the city. You were and, wide-eyed. How old were you? Uh, I was, uh, I think I was 29. I think I turned 30 that year. But Bill was, Bill's a, like a year younger than me. And um, he had like the first... American Express black card, and he would say, you know, Randall, go out and find us in after hours every Friday. So we were, <laughs> there'd be lines at these after hours clubs, and they're like, you know, absolutely, uh, we don't have any room. I'd be like, you got room now, motherfucker? Now you got uh, for me. <laughs> now. <laughs> we, I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd say, I need two cases of champagne and a private room, and that was just the beginning. Right. Wow. So, now, so now, I, I, I got to tell you something. Some of my favorite moments, some of the best moments of my life I've shared with you, Ren. You have been present at some of the most special moments, some of the most wildest moments, some of the craziest moments of my life have been with you there. I love that. Everything right, that everything from uh, partying in Vegas to marrying him and his wife and everything in between, Randall has been there. He has been there. How many people have you married, Randall? Uh, 17 successful couples. I, I, uh, Donald, what I what I say? I said you got to be serious because everybody I marry stays together. Right? How many <laughs> How many people have gotten divorced? Zero. Oh, yeah! you got a good Zero. streak. You got a good. That's streak. right. I don't want people messing my streak up. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, Randall, if I'm listening to this, I, I was preparing for this, and I thought if I'm listening to this and I'm interested in in production, but I don't know anything about it, I see in the credits all the time a line producer. But I right. see exec producer, I see associate producer, I see all these titles. Could you explain to people that have nothing to do with the business what a line producer does? Yes, yes. I, it is, it's true that the TV credits are lousy with producers. And uh, usually, if the credit is line producer or produced by, that credit is reserved for the person who is essentially responsible for keeping the train running on time, making sure that you've got the right crew people in the right place, making sure that the show is uh, on budget, that it is getting delivered on time, uh, not just within the time constraints of your time slot, but delivered the day that it's supposed to be delivered, you know, sort of soup to nuts. The, the, it starts with the prep, which is, as it sounds, the preparing of the show. When you first get a little bit of information about the, sh about the series and each episode, you know, you start to break it down with your team. You know, how many actors are we going to need? Do we need to build sets? Are we going out anywhere? And what is it going to take? And I think that job at its best is a negotiator and a translator. You know, that's somebody who, you know, oftentimes it was between, I'm working between Bill uh, on Scrubs, between Bill who created the show and the studio and the network so that everybody's, getting what they need and uh, and uh even when they're not speaking the same language uh or or figure out what the best thing to accomplish what's in the script 
is can be accomplished within the box that's been built. Yeah, and the line producer is also, if you think about it, the keeper of the purse in a sense that when you're directing or show running, you will often think, oh, I think we should, I wrote this big scene. It would be great to shoot it in this amazing restaurant. And then I want to get a crane outside that's going to come down here. And then it would be cool if it was raining outside. And by this the way, when, by this is, where the, this is when the line producer starts to sweat and we start to go, wait, do we need rain? Why do you need rain? Every, every, every time, every time Zach got a directing assignment, before there was even a script, he would come to me and say, I need a crane. Yeah, need a crane. exactly. Exactly. I don't even know what the fucking script says, but I'm going to need a big ass crane. But so it's the line producer's job, almost like a parent to be like, look, you used a dollar and you got your candy bar. You you should have saved it and you could have gotten ice cream. Yes. Right. You could, have, you could have you could have one big thing or two little things. Right. Uh, right. And we, a lot we, of times it's negotiation like you like, hey, you know, they're keeping of the money. But in terms of the money, it's not just the camera gear, but how many crew, how many extras are you going to be able to afford? Are you going to be able to do any overtime? Um, all of that, as often as uh, the relationship I often have with the line producer is they say, think of it like a, um, a Chinese food menu in that you're, you're choosing from a, a, a myriad of, of things that you can have, but you can't exceed that budget. So if you do want a big ass crane, then maybe you can't have as many background at the wedding. If you, if you, if, I, it's yeah. so funny that you say that. I oftentimes it, it, across my career have literally made a Chinese menu for directors and executive yeah. producers, you yeah. know, because you, you inevitably get to a point. And, and Bill and I used to have, you know, something uh, back then. It was, it was like the $1,000 deal, which was once we had locked the budget, he was not allowed to bring me any problems that cost more than $1,000. Like, well, I could figure it out, you know, if it was 1000 or under, but, you know, you can't be adding stuff once, we're, <laughs> once, the, right. once we start rolling. Now, on Scrubs um, back in the day, we would do a lot of overtime, which which now people don't really do anymore, right? I mean, on your jobs now, are, are people pretty much keeping it to, to 12 hours these days? It depends, really. I mean, for the, for the most part, yes, but a lot has changed. You know, we did, for a big chunk of that show, a true single camera show, which is almost all shows have more than one camera rolling at a time. Now, so you can get more work done within uh, the hours you can get, you know, for those who do people know the difference between single and multi like usually on the single camera show you're getting one angle at a time shooting one actor's close up and then you turn it on to get the other actor and the more actors in a scene you know the more times you're turning uh and if you have multiple cameras then you can get mul multiple shots but on a show like mixed dish you know uh or you know american housewife or any show that's got a family you know family show as opposed to community you're up against kid hours so yeah. those shows in particular are held to a stricter standard hour. I'm going right. to be honest with you. I love it when kids are on the show now and you're working the show because you're not going past 12 hours. Dude, you you might not even do eight hours that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love it. I did, love so it. So I, I did Emergence this uh, this last year. It didn't get picked up, ABC. Thank you. Oh. Um, but you were, great, you were great in it, Donald. By the Thank way, you. you were great in that show. I think we should pour some out for Emergence. Rest yeah, in peace, some, Emergence. Rest in peace, Emergence. But I remember we had two very young ladies on the show and they were in school, and once they showed up to set, we had the clock was ticking. We had eight hours to get them done, or they were they turned into a pumpkin. And yes, so, they call it pumpkining. <laughs> and so it, I used to love that. It would be like, are the kids working today? And they'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, great. That means I'm done before you know I'm done before the sun goes down. Right. It's when the kids weren't working that you were like, oh my god, I'm gonna be here forever. Right. Well, yeah, Randall, if you, if you see kids on there, you can make a. Day. 
Right, yeah. right. You can be like, I can make that 8 o'clock movie tonight. Randall, um, you and I always got along so well. You know, sometimes the relationship between a director and a and a line producer can be contentious because the director feels like, oh, you're taking away, you're not you're not working with me, you're not making it, you're not helping me realize all the things I want to do. Of course, the line producer has a stressful job. You're like, dude, you're killing me. You're so over budget. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but but when the two are friends and they feel like, hey, let's work it out, then it, then then it never gets contentious. But of course, sometimes with when, when people don't get along, uh, the line producer and the director don't always like each other. Well, I think that uh, it, it has been. To the great benefit of my career in general, and part of it is just, I think, the, the way that I like to work, is that the goal is to be symbiotic. Like, you know, when people think that it's contentious, it is contentious. But, you know, we're all rowing in the same direction. You want, you want a great show. You want, in comedies in particular, you know, like, I, I think about the episode, not, I know it's not the episode we're talking about today, but um, your episode when you, when you go into the puddle and you see, uh, what, 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 was, what was the uh, a, a manatee? A manatee. It was not a, a sea monster. Did you say sea monster? It was not a sea monster, Randall. It was, it was a manatee, manatee named Julian. 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 <laughs> so, I love that you said sea monster. What was the sea monster's name? <laughs> so uh, that's a perfect example of that script had so much in it. Right. Um, but that was the biggest joke in the show. And, you know, we had to call the city and get dig alert. And it was the first time I got to use a jackhammer and we're like digging holes in the parking lot and <laughs> creating a swimming pool that we we're going to have to fill in. But, but the question was, you know, is this one of the funniest things in the script? What, what, what are we, what are we going to give up or combine so that we can keep that? And that trusting relationship, you know, with, with, with the actor, with the director, with the writers, you know, and builds that thing that you're talking and about. Ron, right? And Randall, you're the kind of person that was like so on board. You'd be like, "Oh my god, we have to figure it out." That's we hilarious. have to figure out a way. I know. Yeah, because Randall, <laughs> be like, I think that I think that gag, which involved building two different small swimming pools to code, yeah. because the city was not going to let anyone not do it to code, was one of the most expensive gags in Scrubs history, as I recall. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was very, very expensive. But that's worth that. It. You're, that's you're right, Zach. That's a very important point. If you have a line producer who's game and is like, I can figure this out if you work with me, yeah. we can figure this out, you're going to get some of the best stuff. You know of what I mean? Of course. Of course. And what's so weird about Randall was he wasn't, you know, some of these guys and gals are sitting in an office and they're rolling your eyes when you walk in. Randall was out there with the jackhammer being like, I can't believe we're building this hole. <laughs> <laughs> Totally true. <laughs> All right, should we get into the episode? Yes, let's get into the episode. Right, so, the episode. Randall, um, this one is supersized. Let's talk about that. Um, very rare. Most episodes thus far in the show are, have been 22 minutes without commercials. This one is 28, which is a big leap to supersize, right? It was a big. It was a big issue at the time. The uh, the show with the pizza clock, as we as we called it, but the network was very contentious about this episode, and they did not rerun it. Again, in in uh, certainly not that season, and I don't think for for years because it being supersized, uh, and it's a it's a very thoughtful episode. You know, very emotional goes inside yeah. where our where the characters are, and I think at the time, you know, we were still in season one, and they wanted it just to be, you know, more more JD falling. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. More JD running. They were like, "What are you doing? This weird documentary style interludes." I mean, where's JD running into a wall? And you know, 
But it's a great episode, I just want to say. Um, written by Gabrielle Allen and directed by Lawrence Trilling, who became a, one of our favorites uh, early on. He then went on to do um, uh, Pushing Daisies and, and Parenthood, and I, I just Googled now that he's on Goliath. But super talented Lawrence, guy. I think Lawrence Trilling and I did Felicity together. You did. You also. did. Oh, yes. You did. Yeah. Were you ever on Alias, Donald? No, I was never on Alias. Okay. Well, he also did Alias. But yeah, he directed um, Young Donald Faison and Felicity. He was Absolutely. a really a great guy, really fun, good director. And Gabby, God, I love her. That was a yeah. good combination. Good team. Great team. And um, and I just thought there was a lot of style to this. So, so there became this convention, a few conventions. There's the pizza clock thing. If you look down at the pizza guys, uh, uh, in case you didn't notice, the idea was that it was mimicking a clock. And uh, so as the episode is cutting between that one night of Sarah and I in bed and then back to the, the, the few weeks that follow us trying to date, uh, whenever it cuts back, uh, the pizza is trying to look like a, a clock from that night. So there's that sort of gag, the, the, the timeline shakeup. And then there's these documentary style, shaky cam, grainy film, as though we're all being interviewed for a psychologist's uh, project on why people become doctors, right? I right. Think Okay. What? That's Go not, ahead. I thought that was the next episode, but okay. No, that's my bed banter and beyond. That's some okay. intercutting Sarah and I in our big epic fuck fest, for lack of a better term. I got to tell you something, man. Nobody I missed that. <laughs> Let's go back. Yeah. Let's, you said the word, and now I'm going to, now we can talk about it, I guess. I miss those days. I miss the days when it was just sex all day. You know, before kids, when you right. could just bone all day, then go out to dinner that night, and then bone some more. Uh, My wife and I, you know what? We got to make an appointment now, <laughs> and it sucks. Is it in your eye, Cal? Dude, I'll be like, it's, you think it's a joke, and a lot of stand-up comics have made this joke, but it's real. You'll be like, how about sex Thursday? Can we do Thursday? <laughs> no, I you can't know? do Thursday. I'm having my hair done. Right. No, 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 no. The kids got Zoom all day. I'm going to be exhausted by 8 o'clock. There's no way. And Ozark comes on. I got to watch Ozark. Okay, well, wow, what about Jason Friday? Bateman. Jason Bateman is stealing your sex night. Jason Bateman is <laughs> fucking it up for me right now, dude. <clears throat> I, I, I hear the Jason show's- Jason Bateman's a good-looking man. I hear the show's great, but damn you, Jason Bateman. I just wish he would get through the show already. I just miss those days. I miss the days where it was like- And I, granted, I love my children, and I, and, and I love having them in my life, but I just miss the days of freaking waking up, boning, going to Hugo's to get breakfast- <laughs> Uh, <laughs> brunch, brunch, <laughs> or brunch, brunch, right? Brunch, whatever it is. Coming back home and being like, "Well, what do you want to do?" Well, we haven't fucked in like five hours. We might as well fuck again. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Donald, I am sitting outside, looking longingly at my blackout shutters and how we used to use them so much more. Right, just like crank, crank it down, black out the bedroom, and and do what there. you got to do. Right, them oh days is over. Them days is You guys are over. really doing a great ad for having children right now. No, you should do it. It's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> As you both drink your white claw. <laughs> now, Elliot has said in previous episodes that she's never had an orgasm, and she said that she doesn't like sex. So is JD the first person to, to not only bring her to orgasm, but show her the wondrous world of epic 
sex days? I'm sure you would like to think so. I think yes. <laughs> I'm not JD Donald. I'm Zach Braff, but I right, think the I character know. of JD probably was good in bed. Well, you know, in the beginning of it all, JD was kind of a sucker when he's like, he almost let her walk out of the house. And she was obviously very much into uh, JD. Well, I don't know, dude. I disagree. I was watching it with fresh eyes, and I was thinking I couldn't read where she was. Was she like, hey, I should go? And then, you know, you, you know what that's like back in the day. You're dude, insecure. I hate that shit. I hate that shit. Why the test? Why I got to be tested <laughs> for? How come you can't just be like, you know what? Maybe uh, it, this was a mistake. Was it a mistake, though? Or did we, you know what I mean? Like, I remember saying to my wife when she was my girlfriend, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if this is, if this is working out. You know what I mean? And her being like, you don't? This is, you know, (laughs) wait a second. This is the best thing that's ever happened to you. What do you mean you don't know if this is working out? Like, that was real talk. The fact that JD almost had her out the door before he was, before she turned around and was like, yo, just say you want me to stay and stop being a sucker. Stop being a, a, a little punk about this. Just say you want me to stay and I'll stay and we can go have sex again. And then he's finally like, will you stay? And she's like, yeah, you're going to pay for that though. Cause I, I almost walked out. Yeah, but out. don't you remember was back it? in the day when you weren't, when you weren't in such a long-term relationship, when something's new and you're kind of insecure about it. You're like, did this person have as good of fun as I did? I don't want to be the one who put. I don't want to put my one. I don't want to be the one who puts myself out there and 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 gets dissed. Like you're 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 in a very vulnerable state. You're like, I kind of like this person. Do they like me? You know. Well, didn't right. JD the character just wasn't he in the friend zone a couple episodes before that? Yeah, yeah, they were fr- they were friend zoned. Yeah, like uh, maybe seven episodes before he gets friend zoned. Right. And then he, um, and then oh, we gotta go to break. We'll be right back with the legendary Randall Winston. Did you know that forty six percent of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud 
following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash real friends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Randall Winston is with us. What's up? Randall, um, <laughs> we're very excited. We're, we're very, very excited. I'm... Randall's here. We're talking about sex. Uh, JD and Elliot have an epic, uh, epic 24 hours of sex. Um, and it seems that JD has found a way to um, bring Elliot uh, all the way to the promised land because she seems to be really enjoying sex. Well, the fact that they have it like six or seven times is ridiculous. And she even brings up, I'm going to need a vagina transplant. Yeah, she says she's going to need a vagina transplant, which is a very funny <laughs> fantasy, cutting to the guys uh, running, yeah. the running through the hole. Go, 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 go. With a vagina <laughs> in a box. It's in a, a cooler. In the cooler. <laughs> Randall, was that... Uh, they should have done the song, Vagina in a Box. <laughs> Randall, was vagina transplant something that anyone was worried about getting through the sensors? Because it seems pretty pretty risque to have a vagina in a box. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I remember there being like some conversation about it. I can't remember whether it was whether it was a, a lot of conversation. But the great thing about Scrubs was that there was always something else to point at, like, you know, another red herring. I was like, well, they have a vagina in the box. But he says dick three times, two pages later. We'll get rid of that and let us keep the vagina. <laughs> so part of Randall's job was was being um, Bill's liaison to the studio and being like, listen, guys, it's just one vagina in a box. We're not going to have vaginas in boxes every week. <laughs> and, 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 the, and the great thing about, about the... Uh, the, working with the person, there was a a, a woman. I can't remember if, it was, if this was Sandy Christmas. It was this Sandy Christmas. It was this very sweet woman who I used to have these conversations with. So I'd get on the phone, and she'd be like, "Now, Randall, about the <laughs> vagina in the box, and um, you know, and then you later say penis. You know, do we have to have all of that in the show? Yeah." And what's funny yes. is they'll, they'll often give you they'll often give you a sheet of all their objections, and you, it's a negotiation. And then even when you get it through, they'll be like, "Okay, we are fine with the vagina in the box. Please do not show a vagina in a box." Like, <laughs> even even shit. You're like, really, guys? You had to write that on the paper? Like, you think we were gonna yeah. cut to a vagina for NBC in the box? And right, sometimes Randall? they say sometimes they say stuff, and you're thinking. Oh, 
damn, you're way dirtier than I thought. <laughs> I know. That is not what we meant. <laughs> they had, is, this is a true story. We had to go into VFX, visual effects, and adjust Donald Scrubs in a particular scene because they thought we were seeing too much of a bulge. Oh, Donald! <laughs> that is how we do it. Yes, Mazel tov. Dan, how about that thunderous applause? That is how we do it. Let's have some thunderous applause. Thunderous Dan. applause for my junk. <laughs> and Happy then, Dan, job. if you wouldn't mind, put up. Mm-hmm. Hey, that was. That, I, I used to do Aloma at the table reads, and most of my yes. inspired me to just go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever uh, Nurse Roberts couldn't be at the table read, uh, Randall would would play her, and uh, his favorite part was doing her mmms. Speaking of speaking of Aloma, holy cow, she's amazing in this episode. Very funny. Yes. Every one of her lines lands hard. You know what I mean? White boys. Uh, you mean it was a secret? All of that stuff. <laughs> everything that she everything that she said in this episode, I laughed out loud. Now let's get ready to into it right away. You know, let's you know, the janitor sees Aloma and she sees him and uh she looks at him like, get the fuck out of my way. And Randall Bill is still hanging on to his 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 dream that uh the janitor was only seen by JD in season one. And uh, we we are Donald and I are detectives that are quickly proving him wrong in every other episode. Yes, yes. I I, I was I never bought into that that that, that he was a, a figment of JD's imagination. Right, it's Mr. Snuffleupagus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and, and remember he had because there's some episodes later. I remember an episode I directed where he has a group of henchmen played by our grip team, you know, and they <laughs> so they are all and, you know, and in it with and, him. And isn't his 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 side? He has two sidekicks, Troy yeah. and Randall, right? Yeah, Randall. I remember yes. Randall, played oh, yeah. by Martin. Played by Martin. Played by yes. Martin, who was also in Oz the Great and Powerful with me, and who was also in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, I love that. Movie. The Caribbean. The Caribbean. Um, yeah. Let's talk about ColecoVision, which comes up at seven twenty-one. Did you have ColecoVision, either one of you? I did not. My friend had ColecoVision. And I remember ColecoVision being so awesome because the video games looked exactly like they looked in the arcade. So if yep. you had Donkey Kong, it yep. looked like Donkey Kong from the arcade. Yep. And I thought and I that was Smurfs. the thing. And I had, you had Smurfs. Smurfs. Do you remember okay. that game? I don't, I, I don't remember the Smurf <laughs> game. Well, if you are interested in video games, please go on. I'm sure on YouTube they can play you the theme music from Smurfs on ColecoVision. And that jam was fire. Was it la 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 no, la no. la la Come la on. Come on. That buddy. was the dope shit. La 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 la. Let me let's put it this way. <laughs> if Jay-Z can make a song from Hard Knock Life, yes, you can right, right. Dude, do that again and I'll kick in my beatbox and we got a jam halfway there. Five, yeah, go. Six, I love that. Seven, all right, Dan, uh, you, Dan you, you're going to have to line that up with some delay. But we, I think it's fire, and I think we can beat uh, Hard Knock Life. <laughs> uh, you you reminded me that Donald on set used to do Transformers as a jam. Oh, dude. Late night. Neil Diamond. <laughs> Neil Diamond singing Transformers. I thought I did it already, but if I haven't, if you missed it, do it, baby. Transformers more than meets the eye. 
Keep going, keep going. The Autobots face their battles to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Neil Diamond's your best impersonation. You also do a pretty good, uh, I don't know how much, but I know how My, Well, you do a better version of Aaron Neville than I do. Let I me don't hear know. I, my, mine's trash. I don't mine's know trash. how much, but I know how I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and that may be all I need. Yeah, yours is way better than mine. All way right. better than mine. There you go. That's the extent of our impressions. ColecoVision, great game system. I felt like a baller because I had it. And, uh, you know, remember the control was like a, it was like a long rectangle, and then there was the little thing on the top. And then the circle on, on the bottom, yeah. Not yeah, yeah. to be confused with Intellivision, which I didn't have. Or mm. Intellivision, wow. Was it Intellivision? It was ColecoVision? Well, it, I started, guess with, so. yeah. it started with the Atari 2600. I remember that. Everybody had that. Yeah. And then there was uh, ColecoVision. Go ahead, Randall, with anyway, the gaming I'm, headset. I'm, I'm, I feel like the guy no, with the gaming headset should weigh in. <laughs> I, I 100% should, but this makes me sound 100 years old. I am currently doing a puzzle during COVID that is all of the original video games. So Shut it's got like up. Atari and like, yeah, so it's... It, I need know, that it's, puzzle. It's a, it's a mismatch. We, I will got, send a it to you, we got a Van Gogh Starry Night and we are not even getting anywhere near to starting it, but I feel like <laughs> if it was the old game consoles, we've had it done already. I'm sending it to you. There's an ALF mention in this show. Oh, I loved ALF. I was a huge fan of ALF when Me I was a too. kid. Me too. Max the Wright. Pun- ALF, what are you doing? ALF! <laughs> <laughs> the puppet from outer space who loved to eat cats. I remember being a little kid and the trailer teaser for ALF came on. And I remember being a little kid, my first film critic, going, that looks so stupid. Cut to me <laughs> loving ALF. Like having ALF stuffed animals. <laughs> What was not to love about Alf? I, I visited the Alf set. You did. I remember. Yes. Now was and, it raised up so they could have a puppeteer? Yes, and it was like in a. It was. It wasn't at a real stage. It was at a, uh, in a warehouse in Culver City. As I recall, um, Max Wright, who was uh, who played the father, who was an accomplished uh, theater actor and Shakespearean actor and genius actor all around, fucking hated it. I think that's part of the lore <laughs> is that he absolutely hated doing a puppet show. <laughs> Um, now, did you did you watch all the Alfs? Were you a religious Alf? Because yeah, there's, I'm sure there's, there's a, some episodes I missed. I mean, I'm not ready to do the rewatch podcast. But well, I, there's, I a very, there's a very special Alf where I, I, I what I remember mostly is crying during Alf when he, Alf went to visit the girl in the hospital. And it was like you know tonight on a very special Alf. And, oh, <laughs> do you remember when they me. would? Do you remember when they would like back in the day? For those of you who are too young, they when there was a sad like on Scrubs, we had sad episodes all the time. But on old school sitcoms, they would always warn you, like, tonight, on a very special Silver Spoons, the Ricker will, will, the Ricker will kill a deer. We recommend, and they would go, we recommend parents watch with their children. Do you remember that? For sure. But on Scrubs, if it was sad, we just would play the theme song a little slow. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
Hey listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at tacovas.com. So there was um, Silver Spoons when the record killed the deer. There was different strokes when Dudley got molested by the bike shop owner. Remember that? I do remember that. And uh, Everything happened to Dudley or Arnold. Yeah, and then I don't know what happened on Elf, but I don't know if they made the announcement. It must have been serious. Tonight. <laughs> Tonight. Tonight on a Alf. very special episode of Alf. Alf learns to touch himself. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. See, it what, you can't handle it. I used to have it an Alf stuffed way. animal, and, uh, well, never mind. Well, well, that, that well. made it sound like I fucked the doll. I didn't. I just, I just. <laughs> it did sound like you were about to say you fucked the doll. It sounded like you were about to say, yeah, I fucked the doll. Did Alf have a tail? 
I don't know. No, no, no. He did not. I don't think so. Joel, can no. you please look up if Alf had a tail? Alf did not have a tail. You're feeling really confident about that. You didn't see I'm pretty Alf. Sure. You didn't see Alf's ass that much. Okay, let's talk about how well Johnny does in this episode. Yeah, let's in the monologue. In the monologue section. Everybody's great in the Oh, Joel, what? You look your face lit up. Alf does have a tail. I Bullshit, told you. Joel! Bullshit! I sent you the picture. That is Hold the on. Picture. Donald, you fucking liar. I just don't remember Alf. Is it a long tail? Listen, no, you- it's like a dog's tail, and it only because you can see him like he's looking out the window in a single shot. Listen, on, but I want to see if the Alf. I barely animal. remember episodes of Scrubs. How am I supposed to remember Alf? <laughs> oh, he does have a tail. So I have a memory. Uh, I think what I was trying to say with the stuffed animals, I used to pull Alf's tail through uh, his legs to make it look like it was Alf's penis. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh all, all right. right all right good all Donald. right so johnny c is good in this episode yes he's not only good. that before we do that let's go back a little bit uh i didn't know that kelso's actual name was kelso kelsonovich's kelsonovich kelsonovich yeah well i don't think that comes up again but this is the first episode where he introduces his wife's name enid right and i thought that was just very interesting that you know, he changed his name to fit in to be to sound more American. So instead of Kelsonovich, it then became Kelso. I think everybody um, did, including uh, Donald Faison and Judy and Sarah. Everybody was great in these monologue sections. They were. Oh my god! Were, it was kind of a cool. It's funny because that documentary style became very common in shows like The Office and. Um, and Modern Family that we're doing sort of the shaky cam um, documentary style it was not a style we did on Scrubs, but because of this segment, I don't know why the interviewer was so herky jerky with the damn camera. I mean, put the fucking thing on a tripod and calm down. But it was the, the the interviewer was making like his own shaky cam TV show, but um, I thought everyone. It seemed like the 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 mandate was that they were not going to have cuts in them; they would all be long takes. And um, yeah, and I thought everyone did a really nice job in those scenes. Do you recall if they prepared us for that? Because the fact that I knew my lines like that was very weird. You surprised me. yourself. You surprised yourself. I'm watching it and I'm like, they're gonna cut soon because there's no way I remember all of this. <laughs> we we talked about it a lot and uh, we knew it was gonna be one take. I, if I remember correctly, the, those are half the monologues that we did. I mean, part of the reason why the episode is so long is because of those chunks. And I remember Johnny C. I feel like he was disappointed because there was another long. Uh, take you know so even though this episode is what do we say 24 28 28 28 i think it the editor's cut was closer to 40 yeah wow and there's a really cool section later on where where donald and judy are side by side and they're still not cutting so they were able to time out i don't know was judy in the room reading with you donald do you remember no they that that was it they gave us earwigs i think for that for that oh uh, because earwig, was, earwig, if for those who don't know, is a tinier piece that, that goes in your ear that you, that you can't see, the camera can't see. I remember rehearsing it with the voice track. I think they recorded Judy first. Mm. I could be wrong, though. I think they recorded Judy first, and then I I went in after her to record. Well, the timing of that was perfect because you you know you you had to stall, so you were like thinking, and then you took a sip of your water, and like it, it, it totally looked natural. But it was it was well done by uh, by Larry Trilling. Trilling, man. I that was one of the that was one of the uh highlights in my notes that I wrote, you know, 
uh, this was his first episode to direct for us, and we gave him a pretty, you know, you guys gave him a big, Randall and you and Bill gave him a pretty big episode to produce. I wonder if yeah. he was ever like, yo, what money do I get to make this go easier for me? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he was told that it was going to be a long one because, um, right, Randall? Or was, or was that yeah. decided after the fact? Um, it was decided after the fact. We didn't know it was going to come out then, but we knew from timing the, the table read that we were up against it and that we didn't want to make cuts in those, uh, you know, soliloquy pieces, or, you know, to, directly to the camera. For some reason, I feel like production-wise, there was just a lot of talk about the pizza clock, like getting the right angle and how much pizza to take out. And, you know, be, we, were, we were in that bedroom for so long, which was a tight set. Yeah. And Sarah yeah. and I, you know, we were friends um, and we really loved each other. But that was a very <laughs> bizarre thing to have that much fake sex all over one set for many days on end. Well, yeah, not just that. You guys were very much in each other's face. I was going to ask you, you guys made out a lot in this episode. Yeah. How yeah. awkward was that for you? Um, I think it was, uh, you know, you always hear actors talking about, oh, it's, you know, it's all very, you know, choreographed and it's not weird at all. It is weird. You know, there's everyone standing around. You're making out with your good friend. Uh, it's, you know, it was it was bizarre. I remember being, because also a lot of, most times it's just like, okay, there's a quick makeout scene. It's a TV show. You know, that's that's all it ever is. And this was like, you know, wrestling around and groping each other and, for days, <laughs> so it was weird. <laughs> face to face, and not only face to face. Banaka, like, Donald, you gotta nose, have Banaka. Yeah. Banaka was the. We deal had a back boom man named Kevin. What was his last name, Randall? Do you remember? Uh, I, I can't think of it right now. Kevin uh, married to are, Tanya. Tanya yeah. also hires the whole crew, everybody. So he should really know Kevin's last name. <laughs> um, but Kevin used to see that we all used to have Banaka. This is like back in the day. Still, we had like spray the aerosol Banaka and. Uh, we made a joke like, oh, it'd be great because the boom mic's right over your head. We were like, it'd be great if there was a boom, uh, if there was Banaka on the boom, because then we could just reach up, pull the boom mic down and grab it off. And the next day we show up and he had Velcroed a Banaka to the end of the boom mic. Not not the mic itself, the stick yeah. and uh, Ke- the pole. And, uh, Kevin Santi. Kevin Santi, thank you. And, uh, and, and literally, he wasn't just a joke. He kept it up there for like months. And whenever you needed Banaka, you just reach up, Grab the boom pole, pull it off, do a spray, Velcro it back, and stick it up. <laughs> I used to go crazy with the banaka because I felt like maybe if I spray enough in my mouth, the aerosol and the freaking mint will get me high enough. <laughs> really? When your yeah. weed was wearing off? So when Donald, weed be on- his weed had worn off and he was on set too long. He's like, let me try and get high off banaka. Yeah, I remember <laughs> one day Randall came into the room. Randall, tell me if you remember this. And you were like, Donald. And I w- we were on set and you were like, Donald. Wake up. Do I need to splash cold water in your face or something? <laughs> Wake your ass up. What, are you high or something? <laughs> uh, and I would be like, yes. no, 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 no. No, no, no. But in my mind, I was like, they know. They know. <laughs> it was probably because you were taking too long to get to set. No. I, the only time I took a long time to get to set was when Grand Theft Auto Vice City came out. Oh and I remember God. one time they were trying to get me to set. And I was on my way out the door, and Randall's pushing my door in as I'm pulling it. And I was like, hi. And he was like, get upstairs now. <laughs> Randall, you had to be bad cop. I had to get the grip on Yeah, grabbing people, yeah. steer them to set. I remember sending a PA to your house one time, Zach. Somebody had to, like, climb over the fence to get you to, like, oh, wake yeah, you up. Yeah, that was a really bad moment. No, what happened was the, the power, what had happened was, 
the power went out. <laughs> the power went out in my in my on my street or my neighborhood, and so the alarms didn't go off, uh, and and also the phones didn't work, and so I woke up to a PA knocking on my window. <laughs> And which is the worst sight if you're an actor. It's like the most horrible feeling. And I remember getting to set really late and Bill looked at me and he's like, no, no, don't worry. We'll split the 50 grand. (laughs) (laughs) I I think during Scrubs, I had a real moment of peace about producing, which was I gave up on the idea of everything being okay for more than five minutes at a time because nothing's ever always okay. It's like, no, and, and, you're just putting out uh, fires. You put, yeah, nobody comes to my door to be like, everything's great. It's always <laughs> like, you know, somebody took my candy. We don't have any film. You know, somebody's late. So, Did we ever something. run out of film? Um, we, came, we came close. We used a lot of short ends one particular week because part of the reason that we were able to fly under the radar um, financially and one of the reasons that that show was one of the last shows to be on film is because we shot on 16. We shot Super 16, not 35. So we cut our production costs, you know, by a lot. But we made a, a great print. I mean, we, we showed that show on a, a DGA, in the DGA screening room, and it held up being, yeah. being thrown so, up. So, yeah, screen. for those of you who don't know, this was one of the last uh, shows still being shot on film, especially 16-millimeter film, probably, at the time. Probably nothing is right now, I would, I would guess. No. Unless it's like a big budget feature uh, on Netflix or something. But most people don't do that anymore anyway. Um, and it's one of the reasons why people always ask, how come there's no Blu-ray and uh, high-resolution 16 by 9 version of the show? It's because when we made it we didn't, and we were done with it, no one anticipated all this streaming stuff. So it was never like up-res to be 4K video. Right. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't cut the film and then, and then redo it. And some of the film that we used, you can't even get anymore. A lot of the flashback scenes, I, I think, uh, I think you'll see it in in season one, uh, are shot on something that was called reversal film, which was like from the Vietnam War. It could have this look of uh, yeah. You know, That's the, why the, they, the, have that, they have a specific texture. Those, in fact, there's different. Clearly, a different film stock being shot for these interview sequences because they're very grainy and have a different color sort of palette than the show itself did you know when did that? we switch when did we switch over to chip then when did we switch over to digital because i know we, did you do it in season nine it would only be in season nine i think it was before season nine to be honest no. with you no? I, I don't think so i, I mean because because it was talked about so much shows because nbc had made this mandate that everybody was going digital but then when they looked at our numbers they were like eh, keep doing what you're doing like right. I, I, I think i think maybe in that season nine we went digital like I honestly can't remember off the top of my head. I remember um, that. I remember that. That was very interesting when you would see them changing mags or somebody getting the film ready for the day and having to put the film in a mag mm-hmm. so that it could fit on the camera and reaching into this like uh, bag. It looked like a bag <laughs> is what it looked like. Well, it was a they... picture like a miniature camping tent that right. like that would fit on a desktop and it was blacked out so that they could put their hands in there and not uh, expose the film while loading the the camera magazines. Right. I used to I used to be like I remember when we switched over to I guess it was season 9 where we switched over to Chip and I remember being like this is the easiest thing in the world. Why didn't we do this before? <laughs> like we could do takes for days and days and days. All I remember all my fuck ups Every time I missed a line or forgot a line and everything like that, I remember being like, 
How much how much more room do we have on the mag before before yeah. you know what I mean before we're out and we have to and we have to change the mag again. Yeah, you'd have eleven. You'd have about eleven minutes on a on a sixty millimeter magazine, and uh, and and you'd be like trying to trying to get it, and be like, how much how much more fun we got before we roll out? I got it, I got it, I got it. Like, let's now, go, let's course, go, let's go. With, with digital, you can go forever now. You'd be like, don't cut, don't cut. We got to cut, we got to cut. We only got like nineteen feet. All right, fine, yeah. cut. Um, when I say to Sarah, we're gonna need a stool sample, not for medical reasons. My robot needs food. Um, <laughs> I made that up. I'm proud to say, and Sarah cracked up at it. And um, it's so random and weird, but I love it. Okay, I gotta, I gotta feed my robot. Go. Poo, poo. Your robot eats poo. Patient poo. Patient poo for the robot. It all comes down to poo. And everything um, comes down. And I laughed out loud when Sarah is in uh, 1704. Sarah is making fun of my laugh because she's like already over me. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, Oh my God. <laughs> that is so funny. That she, and she does a funny impression of you because, the, I mean, that laugh has got a lot of genuine laughs, uh, with the silly JD laugh all through the season. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's how every, I think that's how every relationship should be. What you see is what you get. You know what I mean? But how and unfortunately, how- unfortunately, what you see and what you get sometimes, you think you want it, and then eventually it makes you want to kill the person, which it turns out to oh. which turns out to be with Elliot and JD. She loved man, the I- laugh in the beginning. Oh, I love it so cute. <laughs> and then at the end of the show, <laughs> she's like, fuck that laugh, dude. Laugh like that again one more time, I dare you. I laugh dare like you. that. It's like, say what again. Say, say what, what again. again, motherfucker. <laughs> say what one more time. I know, I hear you. Isn't that so sad, though, when a relationship goes sour and all the things you thought were so adorable you now just fucking hate? Yeah. That was my life back in the day. Oh, he's got such potential. We have some guests here, uh, Randall. So we have uh, guests that come on the show, Randall. I know that you don't listen to the podcast. so um, (laughs) Randall listens to the podcast. I I don't think he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does, because somebody was like, yo, they talked about you on the podcast the other yeah, day. Yeah, that means, that means that Randall was told by someone, and he went and listened to one episode. And he was like, oh, they got a podcast? Oh, I need to check that out. Oh, somebody's on a podcast? <laughs> they talked to his real friends. I was like, oh, nice oh, name. Hey, I got shout out. All right, we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we'll have our guests. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep Mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty. 
to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, Randall, um, when we do the commercial breaks and the song comes back, it doesn't have the mm-hmm. A lot of um, a lot of our fans like to add their own mm-hmm. That's part of oh, it. Oh, shit. Barbara! Hi, Barbara. And Robbie! Wow. Barbara and Robbie. Are twins! Hi, oh, are my you guys, goodness. One of you's a oh, doctor! Oh, my God. Things are getting <laughs> weird, you guys. Two different women have entered, and they appear to be identical twins in different parts of the world. Where are you guys calling from? I'm, I'm calling from UK. You're in the I'm UK? I'm from Pisa. In and, Italy. You're, and you're in Italy. Oh, wow. So you guys, are you a doctor? Yes, Barbara? I am. Yes, I am. But I'm not working yet. Okay. Uh, I had some problems for coronavirus, which delayed some technical issues. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, Robbie, what about you? Are you a doctor too? 
No, no, I graduated in law last February. So you've got a lawyer and a doctor. Wow, your parents must be very happy. (laughs) Very proud. Yeah, and last time we we saw each other was at the beginning of March when I brought Bobby to the airport uh, to take her uh, flight to go to the UK and move there. Oh, so you've been apart for a long time. You must miss each other. Yes, a lot, a lot. That, that's why I also asked you to do this meeting, Berta, because I knew that it was very important to her. It is important also for me, but she had a very rough time. So. Oh, well, we're here to cheer her up. I'm so glad that you called in because we, not only do you have the legendary Donald Faison here, and he's always funny, you have uh, Randall Winston, who uh, was our line producer, but you may know him as Leonard, the security guard, and also he played Death. And, uh, you know, we've gotten a lot of questions for death, uh, on our Instagram pages. So finally (laughs) you can ask death any question you have. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. I I also played Mushmouth from, uh, yeah, you did play Mushmouth from freaking the fat Albert jump. Fat Albert gang. Yes. You had three different parts, Randall. You had that big ass helmet on your head too. (laughs) All right, so let's get All into right, it. Go ahead, ladies. Ask a question. I would like to start because I am in a theater company as well. So sometimes we uh, argue about the best ways to perform. You know, when you have to feel in character and you have to feel uh, what your character is feeling in order to uh, act. So I was wondering whether sometimes you had some difficulties with that and to make a very strange scene, you couldn't really feel what JD or Turk or Beth or Leonard. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for including him. I appreciate that. Robbie, thank you for including him. It's my pleasure. So if you had to find some strange way to perform, I thought about this question when I was listening to your podcast last week. And Donald said uh, when he had to memorize the line, uh, uh, you need a surgical consult. You had to make a song mm-hmm. uh, yeah. about it. So if it, uh, my question is not about m- memorizing things. It's more about like acting. The feeling. So, it, yeah. Uh, you know, well, uh, let me you, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let Leonard go first. When I strapped on the arm. No, here's, here's the thing. You you work hard. You work so hard to try to feel everything, and that's what comes with being an actor. You're gonna work hard, harder than you've ever worked in your life to try to feel it. But when the camera rolls and you don't feel it, you better act the shit out of it. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it still has to be made. So you're gonna work your hardest to try and feel the emotion and find the emotion. And pinpoint what it is that you you know you'll make notes and you'll do all of that stuff, but there comes a time when you're doing it where all of that preparation and stuff isn't helping. You know what I mean? And so when it's not helping, it's time for you to act the shit out of it, and that's just how it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would say um, there's times when it's really just natural, and then there's times where it feels forced and you don't feel present. You can see the cameraman and you can see the crew and. Your stomach's growling because you're hungry and, you know, you had an argument with someone in your family and all these things that happen in any job and you're, and you're in your head and you're distracted. And the trick with acting is to always be as present as possible. The good news about acting on film and television is you really only need to do it in spurts. 
because you're 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 trying to shine for your other actor, but also when the camera's on you, when it's on, when you're no matter what the shot is, when you're doing a play, you have to maintain that for for two hours and and seem real. But with with film and TV acting, the real challenge is to get it in spurts enough so that it will cut together and and be uh, believable. Um, but but yeah, it can be really it can be really challenging, especially when you're there's so much distraction. You know, there's phones ringing and there's a helicopter overhead and and you're upset about something in your private life. You know, it's 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 a real challenge to do everything you can to be present in the moment. And when you can't be present, that's what that's what acting is. You then you fake I mean? it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Now, Randall, when you were playing Leonard, um, <laughs> did you did you uh, didn't didn't Leonard have a love interest, by the way? Oh yes, I I, I had to and make. She was out a senior. With, uh, yes, she was a senior citizen <laughs> nurse, or, or, or uh, and uh, now, wasn't she a and, fellow security guard or no? No, she was. She, she maybe she was a candy striper or something. I just no, she I, was I, an intern. She was she, an intern. Of the, she was an intern. Uh, oh, Robbie knows she was an old intern. I like it. Yes. Yeah, Robbie, take me Very to task, good, Robbie. <laughs> that was. Uh, I I had to. Uh, were you, really were you open mouth kissing her? Um. That was specifically re- requested. Yes, that we- <laughs> was by her? Or was it in the script? <laughs> um, yeah, that part's a little foggy. I think it was a- <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, I think. So to Robbie's um, question, how did you maintain uh, being president in the moment when you were kissing the senior citizen? I, you know what, Robbie, I should have been listening, and I've been listening to her. Yeah, you were listening to her <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Okay, uh, uh, ladies, good question. Yes. Go ahead with another one. Donald left. He was so uh, offended by that question. He left. <laughs> okay, so my question is, we watched Scrubs a lot of time. And the first time we watched it, we were just teenagers. And so we watched it in Italian. So I wondered, have you ever listened to yourself dubbed in other languages, such as Italian or Spanish or Japanese? Yes. Yeah. I hate how they dub me in Spanish and Italian and stuff like that. I never have a deep voice. I'm always like, hey, man! Yeah, I prefer your voice. I, I don't your talk like voice. that. You know what's funny is that in most countries, when you become a known actor, they pick the same actor to always do you. Yeah, so if exactly. Donald's in a one, if he's in Scrubs, and then he goes off to do another film that has nothing to do with Scrubs, it's usually the same actor being Donald. And, and I hate so, that. I hate it, that that one person is like, oh, no. Was he playing in this? Oh, don't worry about it. I did him on Scrubs. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> so to Donald's, to Donald's dismay, that voice will always be his voice. That pisses me off, man. Um, Every time. Yeah, I have. I've heard myself in in almost uh, uh, so many voices traveling around, the, especially when the show was on nonstop. We'd travel around the world, and you'd just turn on the TV, and there you were speaking German. It was very funny. I remember. Uh, then there was a thing where we had Germans in the show. Herman the German, right, with the with the balloon thing, yeah. wasn't that? A thing? And then in, I remember in Germany they had to change where they were from because it made no sense that their language was different. Like, you know, so you know, like, think about it. If the show has a character that's speaking another language, and all of a sudden the show's dubbed into that language, they then have to switch that person's language so it doesn't, right. so it makes sense. I think we made them Belgian. Yes, I think you're right. 
Um, now, Randall, how do you feel as uh, being dubbed as Death and Leonard? <laughs> <laughs> as long as my fan base. Yeah. All, all dozen of them. Did you ever hear, have you ever heard yourself dubbed in other languages, Randall? I have not. I, the good I, thing I, about I, dubbing I, Death is that you don't see his mouth move, so it, it doesn't look yeah. bad. Exactly. I prefer subtitles, but they don't, they don't do that. A lot of countries uh, just dub it. I don't prefer subtitles. I do not like subtitles. You I'm don't. A, you'd rather be dubbed. Yeah, I'm a I'm a very poor reader, so having to read uh, subtitles. Does and your watch poor the screen? Does your dyslexia? Um, uh, I've never asked you this before, but does that make you less likely to watch subtitled films? Uh no. You know, a good movie is a good movie, no matter what. Even with a learning disability, even if it is written on the screen, my dyslexia isn't so bad that I can't keep up. Right. I just never asked you. I wondered if you if you said, ah, fuck, it's be a pain in the ass for me to read these subtitles or not. No, I prefer. I would prefer. Though I would prefer not to read. I'd prefer to listen to a dubbed mix. Right. Got it. Yeah. Do you guys have another question? Oh, you're giving them three. It well, must be because they're I, separated well, sisters. They're separated <laughs> sisters. They, this is the first time they've talked to each other since March. Right. They're using us. This is. They don't care about Scrubs. They just want to, you know, get on our Zoom and talk to each other. It's like. <laughs> I did a show back in the day called Free to Be a Family, and we did a space bridge to Russia. And this is like our space bridge between the UK and Italy. So was that like free to be? Was that like free to be you and me? Yeah, it was free to be you and me with Marvel oh, Thomas. Gonna have, we're gonna have to sing yes, some yes. free to be you and me songs yes, yes. one day. We're free to be. I could say it in Russian. Mogli buibuit i ya iti iti i ya mogli buibuit ad noisenyoy. Right. Wow. We're free to be you and me. You and me. We're free to be a family. I only know a little Russian from the Billy that. Joel Kolept album when he played uh, Russia. And he said, Menya Zavut, Billy Joel. And the crowd went crazy. I, I know that because I got to rap. We're free to be you and me with the Fat Boys. A lot of people don't remember the Fat Boys, but the, uh, one of them was an amazing beatboxer. And he beatboxed while I rapped. Okay. Anyway, so if did you guys, you guys have another question, did you guys, ever, did you guys oh, ever answer yes. any 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 calls on the Scrubs phone that were from out of the country? No, oh, I never sure. answered any. When we did this episode with Call Turk, and it's we Cal had to, Turk. Cal Turk, we had to get a real phone line, and Bill thought it would be that hilarious. Was a thing. Uh, I don't know if it was you or Bill Randall, but said, you know, rather than do a five 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 number, let's get a real number and have it all ring on a cell phone. And so the cell phone was in the Scrubs production office. <laughs> And it would just ring all the time. And when you're randomly just walking through and you had a minute to kill, you just answer it and talk to fans because it would just ring nonstop, right? Yeah. Nonstop for, for like five years. And we kept a map and we'd put pins in it, you know, every time we would get uh, calls. Yeah, that was cool. It was all over the world. All right, ladies, one last question. Go ahead. That's the thing. Uh, I started to reach what? the show as well uh, during this quarantine because my my boyfriend was with me and he never watched scrubs before so i wanted to rewatch it with him and we watched it on uh, amazon prime and i noticed the thing that you mentioned uh, sometimes in the podcast that they changed a few uh, songs especially one it really pissed me off they changed it it was the the one in the second season when jd and elliot kiss again and they start again uh, and it, it's dreaming of you uh, of uh, the choral yeah. and I, I was so waiting for that scene uh, and when it arrived the song was a different one so I, it, it, I was so pissed off and, I get it, we, uh, we, we are too 
Yeah, so uh, I was wondering whether you have some what, one song or two that you really, really like and you're attached to it in, you know, in, in one scene of Scrubs uh, and you would really be angry uh, if someone changed Wow, it. good question. Well, you know, anytime Josh Radin did music on the show, if that got ch- taken off of the show, I would be very upset. One, because Josh is a is a very close buddy of mine. Uh, and two, his songs, it seems like, were made for the episodes of Scrubs. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if Zach and Josh had a thing where Zach would be like, yo, I need you to write a song about this. And he'd be no. like, I got it. No, but I mean the the, well, the the example that comes to mind. Same thing with me is is Robbie is is Josh's song because you know we've told this on the podcast before. But when he wrote that song "Winter" that played at, at Brendan Fraser's character's funeral, um, you know, it was the first song he'd ever written. Like he didn't have everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! Where your where's your album?" He's like, "Album." This is the only song I've ever written. <laughs> um, so that one was particularly special to all of us because Josh was our friend. He started playing guitar late in life. He wasn't someone who played as a kid. And all of a sudden, you know, with the thanks to Bill uh, putting it in the show, his career blew up. And he travels, you know, when the world is not under lockdown, he travels all around the world. And you guys should see him when he comes to Italy because you'll see, you'll recognize a lot of his music that was in Scrubs. Another person I want to just mention was Colin Hay, who was really special to the show. And, yes. And yes. Uh, we're trying to get – Brandon, I need your help, by the way. The fans are all listening. Yes. Uh, I need to get Colin's information because we'd like to have him on for the episode he was on in season two. Okay, I, I can uh, I can get you whatever I had as my last contact. But Colin was a real friend of the show and fun and funny and had a good sense of humor about himself. Uh, there was a song, I think it's in this season, the Christmas episode in Donald, You Are Running and We Play Sinner Man. Yeah. That song feels super powerful in the episode. And, and we were all disappointed when songs got changed out, particularly in those first couple seasons because we were sort of like the bastard stepchild over there and like always held to a very strict low budget number we licensed a lot of songs not for forever you know when you license a song they have something called in perpetuity and all of the media that is now known or yet to be figured out and you can keep the song in the show so one and two the music wasn't licensed that way so we had to make some of those oh, decisions Randall, about which baby that, to kill. Okay. Oh, but Randall, so, I, I always assumed it was that I didn't know what you're implying is that as the seasons go on, you then did sh- started uh, doing contracts that would cover streaming, but no one knew what streaming was at the time. Exactly. Exactly. So, but like the first couple the of seasons, the first couple of seasons, if the licensing has run out and they, and they didn't re- renegotiate or sign on to continue the licensing the network automatically just changed the song. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually had to sit with a music editor and music licensing for like uh, a, a week or so after the seasons were over in the summertime to figure out like what songs were... Oh, I always wondered know, who, most... was, who was putting these songs on. We've, we talked about that on the podcast that you don't listen to, but we always wondered who, <laughs> what, what, intern, what intern somewhere is choosing these like second best songs. <laughs> It's it, it was an exercise in killing babies. Like everything it was great, but they're like they're like you absolutely cannot have all of this, you know. What do you right. want to save? Right. You're not gonna have Sinner Man forever. Wow. Um, all well, right, ladies, we have to move on because uh Death has to take his kids swimming and um 
<laughs> but thank you. I, I'm sorry that you're, I feel sad that you're two sisters that are separated. Um, that's horrible. Is there anything you want to say to each other? Yeah, is there anything you want to say to each other while everyone's <laughs> listening? It's a free call. Yeah. <laughs> much. We actually rehearsed it before uh, using Skype. <laughs> okay. Can we take a picture with you? Yes, of course. For, yeah, let me just get fresh for you. Let me get fresh. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> thank you. No doubt. Right. Thank you. Be thank well. you, ladies, Take so care. much. Thank you. Be thank safe. Thank you so much. Be well. You too. Be safe. 1909 in the bowling alley. Two people on the left side of the screen uh, spike the lens, look directly into the camera. I'm not sure. If oh, my they... God. The bowling alley. Is that not the day when um, uh, our prop man got stuck under, in the, under the ball the thing. return? Yes. yes, it is. If it, yes, he it went is. down to retrieve the ball. Was that a prop man? He reached in. It was proper set Or Patrick. It might have been Patrick Bolton. Uh, no, it wasn't, no it, wasn't Patrick. Patrick. it wasn't Patrick. It wasn't Patrick. It was somebody who we laughed at much longer before we helped him. It was uh, the, oh, the, the a... The thing came down on him, and we thought it was hilarious. It was like a cartoon. You just saw his legs kicking around. <laughs> and then suddenly somebody was like, oh, my God. We better right, go. We, we should up. probably take get him out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I re he wasn't with us very much longer after that either, though. <laughs> he was not. He was no, not. That, <laughs> so, soon after, he hid Rowdy in the ceiling. He, he, <laughs> he went to that guy. No, that guy went to uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Ah, okay. So anyway, two people uh, at the bowling alley look right in the lens, if you're interested in your, in your new hobby of finding people who spike the lens. Uh, Donald, you say, my baby knows how to knock him down. That was funny. My baby yes. does know not. That was a lot of fun. I don't. Re okay, like most episodes we've watched so far, when watching this, I didn't remember any of it, and I thought that was the cutest thing. I thought Turk and Carla was so cute and so on point for the joke. When JD's like, you know, couples go through this. This is what happens. Name, show me a happy couple, and then right away you see Turk and Carla enjoying themselves. Yeah, I yes. thought that was wonderful. And they're so sweet together. I mean, you just you just love them. And then especially, of course, when you cut to the documentary footage thing and they're, you know, and they're being so adorable and, and, and both saying how much they love each other. No, and you're rooting for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And not necessarily for Elliot and JD in this episode. Even though it starts off where you're rooting for them, you can tell uh, once it gets to the bad times, you're like, wow, these guys really aren't good for each other it went sour so quick though very well you only have a half an hour to tell the story though, no you know i'm saying I mean? like in the world of the show they dated right. for like i think two weeks and then they were like this isn't working i i, but, I was but i, I think was that was a decision by bill because he wanted you know he didn't want to have that protracted will they or won't they, they yeah the will they won't they the friends thing you know but or, then he ended or, up uh, doing it anyway yes well but that's because it works well, even at the end, right? But even at the end of the episode, you say, "She, you know, the the therapist." Do I think it'll work? Yeah, I do. And JD's right. JD's right. It does work. It just doesn't work at that moment in time. Yeah. In the long run, in the in the grand scheme of things, these two it's, are meant to be it's together. So sad, though. I was I was sad watching it that the two people who love oh. each other who can't. I'm I'm just a sucker for unrequited love and and love that cannot be. And here's two people that we want to be together, but they they can't. But that's when Harry met Sally, like you said. <coughs> that's that's when Harry met Sally all over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's such a, one of my favorite. That's first of all one of my favorite movies, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. But that story is great. You know. 
It reminds me of a Fiona Fiona Apple lyric when she says, only kisses on the cheek from now on. And And in in a little little while, while we'll we'll only have to wait. wait. No, no, not not baby baby anymore. anymore. If I need you, I'll just use your simple name. Keep going. Finish it. Finish it. Only kisses on the cheek from now on. And in a little while, we'll only have to wave. That's so fucked up. You only have to wave. Hey, how you doing? Hey. I remember breaking up with someone and then going to give them a kiss, and they gave me the cheek and being like, yeah, that's probably where what I should. We should probably kiss on the cheek from now on. Oh. Yeah. And now I we like just it, wave. The last now thing I just... want to say is uh, that when I liked how Judy, A, her delivery, and also the writing when she, she ends the 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 documentary section, and she says, he seems to like who I am. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so sweet. Like, you know, all bullshit aside, it seems like he genuinely likes who I genuinely am. And I just thought that was really pretty. Yeah, man. Randall, you've been a phenomenal guest. You, dude, Thank you for having I me. I feel like we're one step away from getting in your car with you, so uh, we want to <laughs> let you go. We should... You. Just promise us you'll come back and do it. Well, another you come one. back, Randall. I feel like you're going to be a fan favorite. I look, would delight in that. Here, Randall, a, do you, Randall, do you use thing. a washcloth in the shower? Uh, yes. Okay. Randall's <laughs> black, dude. I'm trying to tell you this. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you this. All black people use washcloths. We have uh, our, how else do you get clean? Oh, right. Randall, we love you. You can count us into our theme song. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Randall, count us in. Three, two, one. No, he doesn't, he doesn't listen to watch the, the show. He doesn't, he listen, doesn't to listen to the podcast. The motherfucker he doesn't, doesn't listen to the podcast. He doesn't listen to the He's just been outed. He's just been outed, you guys. This he doesn't guy. listen to the podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Some stories about a show we made. About a bunch of docs and nurses in a Canada who love to hate. I said, he's a story. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. 
Tacovis will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovis.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.